Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. All right, I want to welcome everyone to our very first uh, podcast, and the show is called The Sin Bin, and um, this is a show that we're going to run periodically at sonicsrising.com. It is a basketball website uh, predominantly, but the, the the runners of the site, Kevin Nisgoda and the other guys have been good enough to allow us to do quite a bit of hockey talk over the last couple of years because of the arena situation, and they're allowing us to do this podcast on sonicsarena.com. And I'm very excited for our first guest this afternoon, and um, there is a gentleman named Craig Custance uh, that works for ESPN Magazine. At one time, he covered the the Atlanta Thrashers for the Atlanta, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, uh, another time, he was a national hockey writer for the Sporting News, and now he is the senior writer for the NHL for ESPN the Magazine. And if you noticed in the last couple of days at ESPN.com, he wrote a terrific article uh, regarding his trip to Seattle a week or so ago, in which he kind of just went on a fishing expedition to find out what Seattle would be like as a hockey market. And Craig Custance, I want to welcome you to our podcast. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks for having me, Paul. Appreciate it. So, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm uh, after a whirlwind last week that included uh, four days in Seattle and then another three in Las Vegas. I'm now figuring out and getting used to being back on Eastern Standard Time. Taking a while. Oh, so you went you went to Vegas as well? Yeah, it, uh, it was um, not for work though. That was pleasure. It just turns out that I happened to hit the two expansion cities uh, potentially oh. in the same week. One was okay, work great. and uh, the other one was pleasure, but th- th- it was both were fun. Okay, I hope you didn't lose any money. <laughs> Nothing I couldn't afford. Okay, <laughs> great. So, uh, looking at your background a little bit, I mean, I, I documented for everyone the places you've worked as a as a journalist, and it seems like it's it's all been about hockey. And I was just wondering if you could share with us uh, a little bit about your hockey background, how you got into it, how long have you been a fan, that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Well, I um, I grew up in Detroit, in the Detroit area, so, I mean, naturally, in this area, you're exposed to a lot of hockey. It's a great great hockey area, um, and, you know, grew up watching the Red Wings, and, and just as they were kind of coming of age into uh, into the team that we see now, and and um, uh, play, I was a, you know, played other sports, not necessarily hockey, but was always a fan, and when I went to Michigan State, one of the first jobs I had was working for uh, their coverage of the Michigan State college hockey team there, uh, the Spartans, and did a lot of behind-the-scenes production work on the television broadcast. 
went down to Atlanta, as you mentioned, worked for the newspaper down there and had an opportunity to help out at some Thrashers games and just loved doing hockey and found that it was the players were great, the coaches were great. Um it was a it was a really cool little community and, and that just I kinda of dipped my toes into it there and, and that expanded uh, eventually into a full time job uh covering the team when they swapped out uh one of the writers and uh kind of took off from there. Great. Um, so would you say that hockey would be your favorite sport then or? I, well, yeah, I mean, that's fair to say. I mean, you know, it's funny because when you work in sports, you don't necessarily, uh, when you, when you're off the clock, you end up not watching a lot of sports because you're at the arena all the time or you're at, at a game. And so I end up doing a lot of reading or books or movies or other things, but you lose your fandom for sure a little bit, but you know, so I spend a great majority of my sports, uh, time, leisure time in, in the world of hockey. Okay, great. All right, so um, in the last couple of years, there, there's been more and more rumblings uh, nationwide about the possibility of the NHL coming to Seattle, and uh, it's it's really started to pick up steam uh, the last year especially. And recently, um, Commissioner Gary Bettman made some comments about competing ownership groups in Seattle and competing arena sites in Seattle. And it, it caused a little bit of a firestorm around here because it was information that most of us didn't hadn't really heard much about. And then um, was it last week that you, you came for a visit? Uh, can you tell me what your overall impressions were of the Seattle area as a hockey market? Uh, well, it was a lot of things. So the, the kind of the impetus of the trip was, you know, we've, we've been kicking around this idea to go to Seattle. Um, and we'd, uh, a colleague of mine, Scott Burnside, had gone to Vegas and did a really nice piece right around the Board of Governors meeting in December, right before the timing was, was impeccable, right before they announced the season ticket drive. And so we've been kicking around the idea of me going to Seattle and doing a similar piece. And then when Gary came out with his comments, that really expedited the process because I, you know, we, we knew that the downtown area was kind of tied up, so there didn't seem to be a sense of urgency. But then when he dropped in Bellevue and, and Tukwila, an area that I had zero um, knowledge of um, as far as, you know, knowing anything about the city and what it was like, we said, okay, now it's time to get out there and do it. And, you know, I walked away much more knowledgeable about those two areas that I, I didn't know about um, and just had a really good sense of, of the market, and I'll tell you, honest, quite honestly, um, I still have every reason to believe that it's going to be a great NHL city, which I think it will be. Although I did kind of walk away uh, with my eyes a little bit more open to the fact that there's there's probably some work to be done on the grassroots level and in growing the sport. I I, I kind of assumed because of its proximity to Canada that there would be more built-in hockey fans, and and really I, I think there's it's a great potential sports market, and I think it's a market that's ready to embrace the NHL. I just am not sure it's a built-in hockey market like I imagined it was uh, before I came right. to town. Right. So and you might I, disagree I with that. that. I mean, that's, I don't know. Well, that that's not all that surprising. I, I think most hockey fans realize that um, it's a great potential hockey market, and right. there would be a lot of work to do. I mean, we're talking about a market that's uh, historically about basketball and a uh, very knowledgeable area about basketball, um, but not so much about hockey, and I, I myself am a new hockey fan. I have heard the commissioner say things like um, when the NHL expanded to the California cities, how much that actually helped build the grassroots environment. Um, so yeah. I guess that would be everyone's hope for Seattle. Right. It's it's like a chicken or the egg, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can you, you know, 
can you have it without the without the NHL team? And it's interesting when you look at other cities uh, around the country in the states in the non-traditional markets. I mean, you you see the area can the local hockey scene blow up once there is an NHL team, and and really now we're starting to see it nationwide. Some of these players being drafted out of you know Arizona and a ton from California, and some of these some of these cities where you just wouldn't have had any any youth players. That's all because of the NHL team. And I saw it firsthand in Atlanta in, in really what was starting to be a really good youth program, and it was growing, and they were adding rinks. Uh, and it was kind of sad because then you rip the you rip the NHL team out of that market, and I think that it, that starts to wither away and kind of dies a slow, painful death. So I, I think once you do plug in that NHL team, it, it'll really grow rapidly. Yeah, I, I would agree. So, um, and you know, as you were talking in your in your article, you talked a lot about. Uh, you visited with Seattle, Seattle Mayor Ed Murray, uh, Taquil Mayor Jim Haggerton, and Bellevue Councilman and former Mayor Conrad Lee. And with projects like this, they're so huge and so complex and so diverse that the local leadership is crucial to have on board for it to yeah. get done. And I was just wondering, of the three people that, with the three people that I just mentioned, how would you rate? Um, their level of passion for this project that you that you may have detected. Uh, it's, it's a good question, and and <clears throat> I think it's it's complicated because I think Mayor Murray is passionate about it, but he also has probably more obstacles because of the MOU and the current situation there than than maybe the other situations. And so, I think each one was was passionate about the idea of having not only a hockey team but a, an arena in their area. And and you know one of the things that couple of them said is, look, you know, this isn't a competition or us versus them. And I think ultimately they, everybody wants to do what's best for the area. Um, But I I think each one was, was passionate about it. Um, You know, I think mayor talking to mayor Murray was was interesting. And he he brought up the the point that he's the first gay mayor of a major city. And then for him to say, it would mean a lot to him to bring not one, but two sports franchises and an NBA and NHL team to to Seattle and, and maybe kill some stereotypes like that that to me it was someone that it seemed like it was very personal for him and so i before that i didn't have any sense of, of how into it he was and how, how badly he wanted to do this and it seemed like this was something that he's starting to get really engaged in and i'm not sure if that was the case previously but all of them all of them were into it and they all saw the benefits for sure very good to hear um and and we were very uh glad to hear mayor mayor murray that, that he seems to be on so on board because you know, he came into the pro- he came into office with an MOU that was already in place that he didn't really have right. anything to do with crafting, and there was some, you know, there was some doubt among uh, many of us about how much effort he would put into it. But he he does seem like he has come to a place where he he really wants to get it done, and I think everyone's really happy about that. Um, he does, he does, and he 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 does, and I just I just wonder if he's powerless on some level, right? And, unless you have some cooperation. Right. So I, I like, I think, I think he is now, I mean, you, you think about it, he gets elected and there's, there's some other things on his plate right off the hop. And, and now it just seems like this is something that maybe is, is gaining his attention a little bit. But I, I, I mean, he certainly, the passion was there and he, you know, as, as the story mentioned, and I'm sure you knew, I mean, he went out and talked to the NBA, talked to the NHL and, and uh, to gauge their interests and, and really in talking to them, I mean, they, they, sounded very eager to keep in touch with the NHL and make sure they were part of this process. Right. 
And so you, you touched on a little bit earlier the complications with SOTO right now, the, the SOTO area. And we do have an MOU, and we're waiting. We keep waiting and waiting and waiting for the FEIS to come out. Um, yeah. And uh, what what has happened is it seems like, um, at least on the surface, if we're to believe what Adam Silver says, and if if we listen, if we pay attention to what's going on in the NHL, it does seem like the NHL is closer to wanting to come here. Um, and it it seems like. The other, the other two locations, whether you're talking Bellevue or Tequila, um, they are much more open to an NHL first scenario. And right. you mentioned maybe maybe the mayor felt a, of Seattle felt a little powerless in this regard. Would you say that he's more uh, the, the bigger obstacle towards an NHL first option in Seattle? Would you say that the bigger obstacle would be um, on the city council side? Or perhaps on Chris Hansen's side, what, did you get any impressions in that direction? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's just kind of speculating. I, to me, the, the the biggest hurdle would be Chris Hansen, and you have to have somebody there who not only you know who who wants to change it and wants to cooperate and bring a NHL team in first. And now I say this, um, you know, I have to talk to him and, and wasn't able to talk to him for the story, so it's just kind of speculative, speculative, but. Um, that to me, of all of all the you know of all the different all the different variables, he's he's the big one there. You need him on board to want to do this and move forward and bringing in an NHL team first. And uh, there just doesn't seem the people I talk to to be a real urgency with him to do that. Um, whereas some of the areas, like it's interesting, like Tuckwilla to me seems like the one where if you if speed and timeline is your biggest. Uh, most important aspect, I think that's the one that could happen the fastest and maybe has the least amount of obstacles. Yeah, and you, I think in your article you said something, the mayor of Tequila mentioned that uh, they got a major rezone done in two months and in many communities it would take two years for a similar. Um, right. So it seems like their their processes are, are streamlined. And, and Seattle, in many ways, is a nightmare for stuff like this. Um, yeah. So, and I guess what, the Bellevue wouldn't wouldn't be very easy either. I mean, yeah, sounds like I Bellevue would, would, think, would deal with the process. Yeah, I don't even honestly think Bellevue is a legitimate option just because of that. I mean, they have multiple landowners to deal with and that kind of thing, and, and still the level of uh, red tape it seems like. Uh, but it seems like if if an NBA, if an NBA team were available immediately that Soto has the major advantage because they're so close to, be, to being shovel-ready. Uh, right. But if Tuckwilla or Bellevue were able to secure an NHL team, they would catch up in a hurry. I mean, otherwise they're, they're a year or two behind in the process, but it, it seems like if they were able to secure an NHL team, they would catch up quickly. Um, what's your impression right. on that? No, I agree. I, look, if, if the NBA woke up today and said, we, we want to put a team in Seattle, either through expansion or – or relocation, then that changes everything on the um, on the downtown front. But and everyone I talked to just seemed like that was far off, and it just there, there really doesn't seem to be an NBA option. And the, of the two leagues, the NHL is seems much more much closer to making that commitment to Seattle um, between the two. So if that's the case, now you've got to rework the MOU, or you have to figure out what your other options are. And and you know, like we said, it's, it's seemingly more and more right. Likely that it's not downtown, right? 
Okay, well, um, I got Craig. I, I really want to thank you for coming on, but I, I do have one more question. And uh, yeah, sure. you're with the connections you have uh, throughout the NHL uh, with the league office and uh, with the teams around around the continent, um, and with the, the impressions that you got during your time in the Seattle area last week. Um, would would you be surprised if the NHL was not in Seattle in five years? So we're talking. Just yes, I would be. Yeah, you'd be think, you'd be surprised if they're not here in five years. So for I'm just trying to flip it. So I'm saying that, yeah, I, I I believe it will be an NHL team in five years in Seattle. Okay. Absolutely. So from from your impression, uh, all the smoke we've been hearing, there's definitely fire in the NHL office, and they definitely want to be here. I would say the NHL loves the potential of Seattle as a market. I really believe, and this is just me talking, I believe they're going to expand. And um, I I would put Seattle as a heavy favorite. Now, I think Las Vegas, obviously, is the one that maybe has the advantage because because when you're talking about expansion and you're talking about adding uh, uh, a new team, you have to check a few boxes, and and it's owner, arena, market. And... Las Vegas right now can check two of those boxes, and I think they're halfway there to checking the third one. So Vegas, but you can still expand by two, and, and Seattle to me is is the heavy favorite for the second one. Right. So I, I think most people think they're going to expand by two. So would you also be surprised if uh, – so would you say that uh, the tea leaves are saying that Vegas and Seattle within five years, just speculating? <laughs> if we're speculating, yeah, I, I don't know about the timeline yeah. for sure, but I would say if, if you're asking me which two cities will the NHL expand, I think yes, those two. And okay. the timeline's tricky, and really, what it comes down to is where do they want to put that arena in Seattle? If the NHL just wakes up and they say we we really want to be downtown and we're willing to wait to make it happen, and that's a complete possibility, then it may not be five years. But if the NHL says, you know, we've been we were shown a site somewhere else that we really believe works and uh, makes a lot of sense for us, then then I think they can do it faster. All right. Craig Custance of ESPN, I want to thank you for your time, and I hope maybe we can do this again sometime. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Craig. Thanks. All right. That was Craig Custance of ESPN the Magazine, and he was good enough to come on for our inaugural podcast, and I want to, I, once again, I want to thank him for that. I hope you enjoyed this interview, and uh, I, I hope you check back in the future because we're planning on doing, doing this on a regular basis. And uh, in the future, we'll have more hosts besides myself involved in the conversation. Um, and in the meantime, I want to thank you for joining us for this inaugural edition of The Sin Bin. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.